Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. It's uh, episode 91. I'm Dave Clayton. <laughs> My co-host is here. It's the Dave and Glyn one. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to the recent interviews we've had. They, they've, we've had some good feedback from them. Um, but yeah, we're back in the groove. It's going to be more Dave and Glenn episodes coming up because we've got a lot to say. A lot to get um, off our chests. Yes, back to the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's been nice. It's, we've obviously been busy with certain things. Uh, you've been working on the project. And I oh, yes. have, I would I would have a sound effect for a can no, of no, cider. I'll drop one in. I will drop one in. Will you? Can yes, you do so that go through me? the motions now. Okay, all right. I'm just going to open this can of cold cider beverage. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was the sound of a can opening. Uh, and just have a little sip. Hold on. Because this week, Glyn... Yes? My book was completed. Completed. No, this isn't another cry wolf, is it? No. <laughs> No, you have actually finished it now. I have actually finished it. The first round was I'd finished writing it, and then we had to go back and do some revisions yeah, yeah. and look at. There were some duplicate tips, and we had to find ways of putting them together. So move around the chapters. Then the second phase was uh, we had to do some new screenshots, basically reshape the book, make sure all the right things were in the right chapters. And mm-hmm. in fact, we had I had more more tips than I realised. Uh, Which is a good going, thing, the fact that it's delayed yeah. then, because you've added more in. Absolutely, everything's gone in. Brilliant. Um, my editor, Jocelyn, who I have to say is, is immense. Yeah. She is fantastic. So a big shout out to Jocelyn. Yep. She has just put this book together, and I've seen a PDF of it. I've looked through it. I've read it. It. it I still can't believe I've written a book. Mate, if, if, Jocelyn, it, if Jocelyn can put up with you and with me editing our books... She's somewhat special. She is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely is. So, so thank you from both of us, Jocelyn, because you have kept me on the straight and narrow and you've got the book finished. And I struggled in the beginning, I must admit. I had to wait until Adobe Max last year for CC 2019 to come out for the screenshots. And so effectively, it's taken a year to put it together. Mm-hmm. It probably took me about eight months to write it because of the day job and kids and you know, all sorts of stuff going on. Longer than I'd hoped. But as I always said, I wanted a good book, not a quickly done book. Mm-hmm. So we're now at a point. I think it goes to print next week. Super. Um, it should be out the third week of November, available in all your favourite bookstores. Brilliant. Um, then I think it'll be in the shops the first week of December. So, will you sign me a copy, Dave? Christmas? No, no. <laughs> well, obviously, buy one off Amazon and bring it round, and I'll of sign course, it. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. Cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> no, and I actually had my first order. Uh, a, a company, a big, quite a big name company, Extensis. Uh, I hope they don't mind me mentioning that. They've already bought a hundred copies. Oh wow! Well done. Uh, Yep, uh, they're giving it away to the users of their software, as I understand. Superb. Um, and also, it's already been translated, I believe, into Spanish or Italian, I think, before it's even come out. So that's good. So it's called How Do I Do That in InDesign? 
It's part of a series of Scott Kelby's How Do I Do That books where he's done Photoshop and Lightroom. This is the InDesign one. I nagged for it to be done. I got the gig. I've written it. It's going to be out. And then I can call myself an author. Round and of I applause. Would... Thank you. <laughs> can you put Can you put that in as it's well? It's happening as now. Can? It is happening okay. right now. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's kind of been my year. Uh, Mate, the I'm end of this genuinely, episode. <laughs> genuinely very proud of you. I cannot wait because you have just given me over the last few years so much support to now see you. Obviously, I've seen you kind of go from the helper to now all of a sudden you're the bloke who's on the stage. And now here we go. Dave Clayton, author. Good on you. I know. Good on you, mate. And in three days, Glyn, on the 14th of October, what is it? Friday the 11th, Saturday the 12th, Sunday the 13th. On Monday the 14th of October, which is the day this episode goes out, it's our nine-year anniversary. You're kidding me. It's our nine-year anniversary. Did you time this on purpose then? Is this how you knew this? No, no. How weird. I just realised. So for those who don't know... You're right, because on my wall, to the left-hand side here, is that poster you had done for me with all the things that we've done together. And at the very top there, it says October the 14th, 2010, Paddington Station. That's right. God, that's amazing. I won't go through the whole story, but basically that is the day Glyn and I met. A lot of people think we've known each other much longer. Mm. It feels like it sometimes. (laughs) We met. We're mates. Yes, we're mates. We only share a room. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we we met through Scott Kelby. It was a kind of chance meeting thing. We hit off in nine years. I'm I'm so proud of what we've both done and achieved. Mm. You've always been a little bit further ahead because that was always your business. But I'm so pleased we've shared so many things, and Absolutely. now we're both both authors, mate. I can't mate, wait to mo- see our way books way together. more to come, way more to come. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's been done. So that's my big, big news. Very proud. Thank you. Very proud. Um, this week's episode is like we said, it's a Dave and Glenn episode, and what we wanted to do was we're kind of coming up to obviously you know it's our nine years. My book's been done. You've been working on a project, the 3945 Portraits. Mm-hmm. Now, as this episode goes out on Monday, the exhibition is actually starting this coming Saturday. It is, yeah, yeah. The 19th. Mm-hmm. So what we thought we'd do is, the, the the podcast is called He Shoots, He Draws for a reason. Glenn's a photographer, I'm a designer, and I always encourage people, if they're a designer or a photographer, to befriend someone of the opposite industry. Because there's so much of your work that requires one or the other. As a designer, I need photographers, and photographers' work goes to designers. And quite often, those two worlds don't actually meet where they should. And we're really lucky. We're best mates. Say, nine years we've been doing stuff together. We've worked on many things, from your logo. I've done your book covers. We've done magazine articles leaflets, magazine articles together, yeah. Talk together. So we wanted to do an episode where we actually talked about the collaboration process of working on Glyn's 3945 Portraits Project, because... It was kind of something we we do a lot where we have chats where we bounce ideas back and forth. And we've, we've had some eureka moments in mm-hmm. the past where we've been coming up with book names and ideas. And um, in fact, I always remember the one, the um, the P. Oh, the power, the power of P. Of, power of P yeah, kind yeah. of became Photograph Like a Thief. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a process. And, and I always remember those chats we had. So today, this evening, whatever it is you're listening, uh, we're going to go through the process of how we worked on this together starting with the name and the logo yep and then we're going to go through the branding how we picked the colors the things we had to consider as part of it um how we did some research and we're going to go through the whole process of things that have been made the things you've made the things we've outsourced 
which have led up to all of this being ready for the project. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with a name. So I'm going to let you talk about kind of when you, when it turned into this. Yeah. What was the name you first kind of gave it? Well, I, I kind of felt that um, it, initially I felt that it had to have the word veterans in it. That was kind of thing. Oh, God, it's got to have it. But then I'm very, or I was very aware that there are other people around the world who are doing veteran kind of photography portrait Stacey Pearsall who's obviously been on the yeah. podcast being one prime example um, so I was thinking it's going to have the word veterans in it now it just seemed to by the way that when we talked about the project we did talk about it in a long term way by saying things like uh, oh yeah that World War 2 portraits project you know and then it was kind of the World War 2 veterans portraits project and it just got longer and longer and longer and I'm thinking well I, I can't have a really long name for it because number one that's a bit of a mouthful. Number two, yeah. it's a lot to remember. And number three, at some stage, I'm going to need a, an official website for this project because this project's just going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. It's got to have a home on, on the internet. And you can't have a URL that's got every letter of the alphabet in it about four or five <laughs> times. You've got to it's really like abbreviate Piper, it. Pizza Piper, Pickle yeah, Pepper, yeah. Com. Absolutely, yeah. So me and, I remember me and you bouncing ideas backwards and forwards on WhatsApp, on phone calls and all of a sudden, then you'd come up with it because you're really good at names. I'd be like, oh, God, that's really good. But then I remember I was having a coffee with a friend of mine, another, another friend of mine, and it was kind of sort of t- trying to tell him the dilemma that we were having. And then he was saying, well, why don't you just kind of like use the years then, uh, like 1939, 45? And it's going, well, how about 39, 45? Oh, hello. And then it kind of got, then you, actually, the more you kind of, other people that aren't really associated with you, you know, you always take on, everybody's got something they can bring to the table. And yes. this guy's kind of just chucking ideas out. And as he's chucking ideas out, I'm then going, 3945 portraits, veterans portrait. How about just 3945 portraits project? Oh, hello. So then you go online and then check to see if that URL is available. Because there's no point getting all excited about a name if then you go, yes, we oh, got no. it. And then you go to the website and go, oh, somebody's already got that. Got to think of something else now. So we just put 3945 portraits and it was available across the .co.uk's and .com's, all those other weird ones, forget them, .com's yeah, and .co.uk's. Um, and that was kind of like where it was. So immediately by it, I brought the .co.uk and the .com. And uh, yeah, then it was kind of like, right, we're rocking. We've got a name. Yeah. So tip number one here for this. I don't know how many tips there are in this episode, but this <laughs> is tip number one. Whatever you're coming up for a name with, like Lynn said, it's hard to come up with. You either come up with something too long or you come up with something that is very obviously taken. And you should really realise that the the first thing that comes into your head is probably the one that you're not going to get mm. unless you're very, very lucky. Like we were lucky with He Shoots, He Draws. Yeah, yeah. But we were kind of trying to, we were going to crowdsource it. So tip number one is if you're trying to come up with a domain name for your project. So really it's kind of the name of the project, the domain name, and then the social media, and then potentially YouTube come up with a name and make sure you can get the the same name in the social media handles because it's so much easier to just say 3945 portraits on everything in the same way you've got Glenn Dewis this you know yeah yeah you, yeah you got it for everything we got he shoots he draws it's really important that you get that right at the beginning because that's where everything's going to go and that's how the project's going to be referred to by everyone and, and that's what you're going to refer it to. So it might take a while to come up with, with a name. It might mean that you... I try to avoid putting dashes in things because mm. that generally means someone has still got the name but then you've got to explain where the dash is. And um, So that's the first step is make sure you get them and 
go go ahead go on twitter go on facebook go on youtube go on instagram and go and claim those names quickly also one little side tip to that tip as well yeah and we've experienced this with friends we know who are trying to come up with names for their company you know photography companies for example mm. and they spend so much time laboring over the name that they're not actually doing any photography and they're spending yeah. more time trying to come up with a clever name and that name doesn't really relate to them because I've always thought about when you when you have a name for something, I think the name for the project we're looking, it kind of does speak for itself what it is. But sometimes for a photography uh, name, for example, so I've always said to people, Look, if you're going to come up with a name, you got to you, what you don't want is when people hear it, they go, oh, what's that? Or, oh, who does that then? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It should. I always think it should be like straight away recognizable as like, you know, like mine is just glyndewis.com. Quite quite easy. There's not that many, I would suggest, Glyn Dewis's, unless you go to certain parts of Wales, maybe. But yeah. they're not all photographers, and it was easy for me. But I try to come up with a name that is very relevant rather than me trying to be too clever. Does that yeah. make sense? And sometimes I used to joke about it and say, you know, the easiest thing in the world for, for a graphic designer for photography is your first name, your surname, and the word photography at the end. <laughs> you go and get a business card. Uh, job done uh, what's your logo going to be a camera or a shutter you know it's i've said before it's the easiest logo to do and it's the hardest logo to do because it's such a recognizable thing you know even podcasts it's always a mic it's always that old 1950s style mic well none of us use those mics <laughs> <laughs> you know elvis presley did but he ain't got a podcast we have um so yeah, you're right. It's sometimes the obvious thing is might be the easiest thing to get if you've got a recognisable name that's slightly different. Mm. But yeah, don't say don't stress about it. But make sure whatever you pick, you able to get it across all platforms. Glyn's eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking cider that. and he's and he's eating cheese. I just got a block of cheese. I just, I just got I had the nibbles. It's funny. I said the other day that when we're not at events together, it's like Wallace without Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating Wensleydale. So, yeah, so that was tip one, getting the naming part out of the way. Second part of it was, obviously, we now got an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to be able to talk to people about it and tell them what it is. So we needed some branding. The first thing we needed to do was come up with a logo that would be useful, (laughs) recognisable. What are you laughing at? Your gulp there, you swallowed that cheese. I didn't know, I did bite it a little bit. <laughs> um, so, we needed to come up with a logo that would be recognizable that Glyn could use and start to put on various, you know, it's starting with letterheads. Mm-hmm. So, we'd actually uh, talked about the name before we got to 3945 Portraits. And while we were at Photoshop World, we were sat in a bar waiting for uh, our friends from Rocky Nook, Scott and Ted. And we got, an, I got my little field notes pad out. And we said, let's write, let's try and come up with something. And we came up with the first ever draft of the logo, which I know you've got in your office. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We signed it. I think it was the 28th of May, you said. Uh, 20th of May, 2019. That's it. Yeah. Now, it's not the logo that it ended up being, but what it was was the first batch of ideas. We decided we're going to go with a circle because it's easier to put on things and it and it's quite dynamic. We'd get the word in around the edge and we'd have some kind of logo in the middle. I think the first one I drew was a shutter. Yeah, you got, you got the, said. the leaf kind of like uh, the shutter going around and then in the middle of it, a small poppy. Because I said it's got to have yeah. a poppy in there because people yeah. know what that would be for. So we did that. We posted it online 
and kind of said, you know, we've just sat and drawn down the first draft. And a, a friend of ours, friend of the show, Lee Churchill, got in touch and said, if you don't mind me saying, why don't you try the shutter, the shutter emblem in the middle of the poppy? And we were like, now, uh, this is a bit of a word of advice for you graphic designers out there, because we are very precious about when we're creating logos that we think we know best. But ultimately, as I said to someone before, we might have all the experience in the world, but the person who who's going to pick what you've created isn't a graphic designer. It's the CEO's wife or someone's cousin or the clean, you know, the cleaning person, because it's the thing that resonates with them. So sometimes you have to, as they say, kill your darlings. You might come up with something you think's brilliant, but that's only because you think it's brilliant. We had to have something that instantly was recognisable and that kind of told you what it was from the imagery and the colours without you having to really read everything. So we we transferred it. We we did the poppy. We did the um, poppy with the shutter in the middle. And then we knew we wanted the words around the outside. And we had, we added an extra few rings which had colour to it. So do you want to sort of mention where that where the, why we picked the colours? Yeah, the, the, the colours. Um, I felt it needed to have more colour than just the red in it, obviously. But I wanted, like you just said then, that when you look at it, you kind of associate what it is and, and you understand why it is the way it is. And the colours I wanted to represent were for the air, sea and land. So Army, Navy, RAF. So um, there was the green, there was the sea colour, and then there was like the sky colour. Um, and it was kind of like, well, which ones do we go for? And it just so happens, I know that, you know, for the recent, um, we'll say recent, last year's um, Poppy Day, the Royal British Legion had commissioned some new kind of pin badges for the Army, the Navy and the RAF, and they had a certain red, uh, sorry, certain blues and certain green. And I said, let's go for that kind of a colour. So I think you took, took like a... A colour swatch, if you like, yes. of it, and you've yeah. gone, kind of, you you tweaked it a bit, and that's what we went for, and that's uh, the three sort of half half circle kind of arcs at the very top part of the logo that represents Army, Navy, and uh, RAF. Yeah, and we picked, we transferred them into Pantone colours because we knew ultimately, if we're going to send this off to various places to be printed, we want to make sure they get the right colour across everything which has worked really well. Then we introduced, we had to introduce an extra colour into it, which was a different green. Um, so we kind of nailed the badge. We got the colours right. We finalised it. We created a version of it that was outlined in Illustrator. So if we handed it off to anyone, it wouldn't have live type. Because sometimes if you hand something off and they haven't got that font, their yeah. Photoshop or Illustrator switches it to Myriad or and if they go ahead and print it and you don't see a proof, it kills what you've done. So that's that's a little tip if you're doing anything like that. Once you've finished, save the original version, but create uh, an outlined version, which if you use Illustrator, you'll know what that means. But if you're a photographer talking to an Illustrator, to always say to them you want an outlined version. So we came up with the logo. That's what we had. That's what we we're going to use. That's what we finalised. That then was going to start going on things. So I'm trying to think, what was the first thing you went for? Was it the stationery, or did we do? I think the well, it was. The, the I think it was the. Um, well, I think it was the stickers first of all that we used Move for, and because yeah. you provided when you'd created this, we had a, a shared Dropbox folder, which we tend to do anyway, don't we? We have yeah. one folder, and no matter what we're working on we kind of upload a sh another folder within that so we can access it and what have you. So you kind of then said, all right, if you're going to use Moo, which is the company that we, uh, we use for the stickers, right, I'll upload what you need, and there it is. And sure enough, 
there's the versions of the file. I think it was a PDF, uh, yeah. which I you you put up there for it, and that worked so simple and easy for me when I was ordering the stickers from Moo. Download the PDF, put that into the system, away it goes. And they came back absolutely brilliant. And the colours that you, the way you'd done it, like choosing the Pantones, absolutely bang on. I mean, we talk about when we look at print and compare it to screen, don't we? That's always the big, and I've been raving about that lately, doing my own printing of my photographs. Yeah. But when I look at that sticker, in fact, when I look at anything that I've had done with that logo on, it is identical to what I see on my screen. There is no difference. It is identical. So, yeah. And it's really vibrant. Even when I'm looking at stuff it. on the screen, when you're sharing it, it's really vibrant. Yeah, yeah. Which is what we wanted. We wanted it to be stand out, but not too gaudy, not too brash. So, I think we got that right. You got the stickers, because by then, you'd I think you'd already started doing the mounted pictures. You got the presentation boxes done. Yeah, I found a company that uh, can make bespoke uh, cardboard boxes. So, because I knew that I wanted the, you know... When I do the pictures, what I didn't want to do, maybe we're going off slightly off track here, what I didn't want to do, when I gave the portraits to the veteran and their family, I didn't want to give them, like, just a print that they could hold mm. and it'd be flopping around. I thought, it's all about the presentation. It's all about making it a special thing to make them feel special. So a friend of mine called Robin, who owns the Framers in Tame in uh, Oxfordshire, he uh, kind of said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I can cut the mounts for you. And he showed me how to put the mounts together. You create, like, this little book thing with them showed me how to put them in there. So then I would put the pictures, I would print them. We've done an episode on that. Uh, I would yep. print them out, put them into the mount, put them in a nice sleeve, and then I would use the sticker always in the bottom left-hand corner of the actual package that was given them. So when I took it out of the box, there's the logo. And obviously they would then take it out of the cellophane, but I also put the sticker on the back of the mount. So when they go and get it framed, it, the, the, you know, they can see it. And let's say in years to come, in years and years to come, they might go, who did this picture? If they take it out of that frame, they'll see the sticker. Do you know what I mean? That's the, yeah. They'll know who, who did that. So, yeah, and they've got those boxes done. And when I do the labels to send the – if I can't go and see the veteran to give him this picture or her picture, I print out – I've got Avery stickers – you know, the ones that do the yeah, peel-off yeah. stickers. Uh, and I kind of like have the logo in the top left-hand corner. The bottom right-hand corner, I've put a QR code on there that will take you straight to the website and put their yeah. name in it. So even when it's going in the post, there's the logo, there's everything on the front. And I've, mate, more than once, because there's the same post office I go to to post this off. And it did get the woman who I was always seeing when I was delivering, uh, sort of sending them away. She did ask, what is this? I mean, because she's seen oh, me really? go, she's seen me going in there with box after box after box. What is this? And then I explained it to her, and they were so keen, and ended up having some of the flyers put into the post office window, ready for the exhibition. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did its job. It did its job. Oh, massively. So, yeah, yeah. That, um, and I'm sure a lot of wedding photographers have probably experienced this similar situation because they do a lot of presentation. They need their logo on it, and they do nice boxes and everything. So there's a lot of this that will resonate with with photographers mm. if you've gone down that path but yeah so we we've had the we had the idea we've got the name we've got the logo we've looked at the presentation that you've started to do then the next thing you wanted was a pin badges was it pin badges next we started to look at the pin badges next i was gonna i didn't know whether to go pin badges or website but i'm gonna go website first because there was something came from the website that was required towards the pin badges oh was that the green so yes all ah, right okay. so just talk quickly about you obviously wanted to create a website and you are not a web developer far or a web builder no, and I had no it. time to do anything like that. So I know we've talked about it before. 
Uh, we're not affiliated with anything, but just kind of explain what you wanted to do and how you found a solution to it. I, I wanted a web, I wanted a website like now. I wanted it yesterday, so it had to be something that could be quick and easy. And I didn't. Although you know, you could say, well, there's web designers and stuff like that. And yeah, I know there are, and they they're amazing. The ones that are really really good at their job. But I wanted something that I could create. If I wanted to make a change, I could do the change there and then. Didn't have to go and send a message to somebody saying, can you do this? And I'll get around to it as and when. Because I knew that this whole project, at certain times, it's very fluid and things are happening very quickly. So I, I wanted to make sure that I could just post stuff up. Prime example is that recently I've advertised the fact that I'm doing two additional talks in um, November and December. And I didn't want to have to wait to put that up. So I thought, um, what can I go for? Initially, I thought Squarespace because I'm using those for uh, my actual photography portfolio. But I found Squarespace, as good as it is, and it is good, it had more of a clean, businessy kind of feel to it. Okay. I wanted something that I could be a little bit more bespoke and have a bit more of a, I don't know, kind of a, a, a just a, a different look to it than a Squarespace website. So I, I looked at Wix because I was kind of fed up with those adverts that happened at the start of YouTube. Oh, no. So they're really annoying adverts. But I thought, what is this Wix stuff? So I went to it, and I've got to say, mate, seriously impressed with it really really impressed so um that's what the website's made with wix w-i-x and how quick so from from finding wix i'm probably going to say you got that website built within a week oh easy easy mate i i had uh, i think i did on a, a saturday afternoon i pretty much had the website done and then me yeah. me being me and you know this from all the changes i ask you to do on things i, t- I spent a few days tweaking it so uh but yeah i mean I could have very easily had a website up and running in a matter of hours yeah, and it looked great. I mean, so I've never used Wix before. Yeah, you very said early. something about it, and you were like, you were worried what I was going to come up with, knowing I'm not a designer. Oh no, what's he going to do? Well, yeah, because like traditionally, I know, and like I say, this sounds like an advert for Wix, and we are not affiliated. Um, a lot of people don't like uh, on-site on uh, web builders like Wix because I I said I'm not a big fan of Vistaprint because back in the day it used to be cheap nasty and some of those early website builders were they were like there were five templates and every website looked the same when I saw it I was absolutely blown away because I thought and I don't mean to insult you by this but I thought crikey Glynn was able to put a website (laughs) like that together even he can do it even he could do it in a day with this system Better than I could have done it. And I've got to say, mate, and again, it's not an advert for Wix. I have never seen pictures displayed so crisp and sharp and detailed as what they are on this website. Yeah, because we have stuff, we put stuff on WordPress, and WordPress is a bit like Facebook. It kicks the crap out of it, out of the quality. But I've got to say, you did a great job. It's so easy to navigate. That Everything's so vibrant. It looks really good, Like, and you can change it when you want it. You're yeah. in control of it. Uh, and you've been adding to it. I know you've been adding content. And like you say, everything always looks crisp and sharp. We'd like to thank Flurn.com for being a partner of He Shoots, He Draws. Flurn make learning fun and engaging with an extensive library of pro tutorials for Photoshop, Lightroom and photography at all levels of expertise, from beginners to advanced. You can get started on Flurm from just $9.95 a month, which gives you access to over 140 tutorials covering photo editing, retouching, compositing, software basics, photography, and much, much more. There's new tutorials every month and you can cancel at any time. 
For He Shoots, He Draws listeners, you can use code GETPRO20, that's G-E-T-P-R-O number 20, to get 20% off when you sign up. Check out flern.com today. And it's brilliant. But one of the things that you did was you introduced an extra colour yes, yeah. into the back of the website, which was this kind of dark green, which when we when the website was done and we started to think, okay, what else do we need? Um, the first, the next thing we looked at were these pin badges that we wanted to get done that, that you wanted to give to the veterans as a thank you. And the, the initial thought was, okay, let's take the logo, let's send it off to, uh, in fact, we, we used awesome, awesome merchandise, merchandise for that, yeah, yeah. went to merchant, and they came back and said, it's a little bit too busy for the size you want. It's too busy. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make it this big and, and like the size of a fifty p, which you didn't want. No we had a set no. size we wanted. So what we learned there, and, and what I actually learned, because I'd never done pin badges before, was we actually had to strip back the design and make the pin badge a kind of less busy version of the logo, but keep it as true to the logo as possible, as recognisable. And I think it only took us about four changes. Yeah to get it right and awesome were brilliant they came back and they said you know this this bit's too busy that bit's too busy could you try this or try this size and eventually we got it right and they gave the thumbs up and as part of getting the pin badges done i said to glenn don't just give away the pin badge put it on a card print it out you know push it through and have it on a card and present the card and so then we needed to come up with a design for the actual okay we're going to start printing cards and and bits and pieces we need to come up with a brand look now uh we need specific colors and we need it to to match and the biggest thing it had to match was now the website and the logo so we had to consider the colors and the shapes and the things that were included so what we did was we i suggested that we got some business cards from moo and use them as the backing cards. So we came up with a design. We said, okay, you're going to need stationery. You need letterheads, comp slips, invites. RSVP. Uh, and uh, RSVPs. RSV- um, business cards. Yeah, business. Uh, and, and the backing cards. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what we did was we sort of decided, Glyn told me what he definitely needed on them. And I went about and did my design bit. And we introduced this new green. And also there was a specific badge, badge, what an awful thing, a specific medal, because we're just talking about badges, a specific medal that everyone got, which we decided, yeah, do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, it's, uh, I decided that I wanted to have a a medal colour going through the the sort of green and then we could use the logo on top of that and the medal I wanted to have because the thing about this project is I don't want it to be exclusionary if that makes sense I wanted I wanted it to make no matter what somebody did male or female no matter what they did and where they were if they served it has to kind of represent that and the medal that does that is the 39 to 45 war medal which has got stripes of white red and blue in it so that's what went for um, because that was given to people if they served uh, in the UK or if they went abroad. They'd still get that right. medal. So that's why we went for that particular one. Yeah, so we went for this kind of ribbon 
uh, replicated the ribbon in Illustrator. We took the green from the website so that the stationery would match that. And we decided the back of everything would have the green and the ribbon color as a solid color. And then the front, there'd be a watermark kind of effect and we'd have the logo on the front. So what we did was I kind of laid it out in InDesign. So we'd, we'd done the logo in Illustrator because that's the right tool for that. Then I laid out all the stationery in InDesign and I do explain how to do that in my new book. How do I do that in InDesign? <laughs> um, but that's what I did. I just laid everything out that Glyn needed, which was started with the smallest items up to the biggest. So I did the backing card, the business card. Uh, we did the comp slip, the letterheads, then the invite and the RSVP. And the backs were all the same. I made sure that the ribbon lined up all the way through, uh, front and back. Then we worked out where the logo was going to fit and then obviously what text we needed and everything to make sure that when all this stuff was printed uh, i think you use move for that i use i use move for all the stationery and i actually um used the high-end paper and whatever and card that they offer and i think it comes under the name of looks their look their looks versions which is a very heavy weighted paper heavy weighted card and it just feels like quality because, you know, and you're the same with me when it comes to this, is if you're going to do something, you do it well. If you're going to put all the time and effort into creating the branding and the look of stuff, don't go and print it on some really lightweight paper. You know what I mean? Get it done on quality paper. Um, yeah, and, and it, it just, does and, and that's look. been commented on before. You know, people have, who have had the invites come out to them, they've actually commented, somebody posted online about saying that, you know, quality throughout, even the invite just feels like quality. Yeah. And then because you'd got the boxes done for the frames, you then mm. went and got little boxes made for the pink, for the card well, with the pin badge. Well, yeah, I didn't actually get them made, to be honest with you, mate. I actually uh, found a company, again, you know, for the wonder of Google, I found a company called the Tiny Box Company. And you go on there, all sorts of different sizes of boxes. And this just, because obviously it was your idea to sort of have um, a business card-sized backing card for the pin badge, I just looked at their business card-sized boxes and uh, found one originally went for this kind of like recycled kind of look but now I've got this kind of one that's got like a black covering on it which looks great so I put a business card the proper 3945 business card goes in the bottom I then put the pin badge through the backing card that then goes on top then I close it down and on top of that in the middle of the black lid goes one of the stickers which we've already talked about and it just looks like a nice little package to there you go it looks great yeah looks great and we even decided that uh, just little touches on the back of the backing card for the pin badge was the logo and we made sure that the gold clasp for the badge popped right through Perfectly exactly where up. where the shutter thing was so that it, everything just looked just really it's attention nice attention to detail isn't it yeah yeah and i think it i think the time we've spent on it paid off because like you say you you dropped some stuff around and i just couldn't believe how i if i'm impressed by my own stuff it's <laughs> yeah. quite rare, quite rare cause as a designer you know like you say as a photographer you're only good as your last job and and it's not until you see something that you actually have that feeling that it feels like someone else did it and you're impressed i, I, and I you, love the letterhead i was satisfied the letterhead thick paper on the the back of it because you can only type on the one side because the back of it is the green with the red ribbon thing going down the middle of it and then when you i've got it all set up in words so that i can type it with the margins and the and the header and the footer so my type goes right and proper and then when i finish typing it i print it out and i fold it i fold it in the way that the green is only visible and the ribbon looks like it's going all the way around oh. like, it just looks so good and then i put it in the envelope which was their high-end envelopes nice thick envelope 
it just feels like quality and that that's you know that's maybe that's just me but it's just really important that the thing i'm doing for these veterans and their families is everything about it is just taking care do you know what i mean and and it just yes. ref- I, I feel like I'm, I, I, if I used lighter paper and I didn't care so much about it, I'd feel like I was doing them a disservice. And really, I only get one shot at doing this and I want to make sure it's a good one. And, and that's the thing. Is, uh, we used to say in marketing that if you do a mail shot, if you want someone important to open something that you're sending in the post rather than an email, handwrite it or use good quality paper and a good quality envelope handwrite the address on the front of the envelope and put a stamp on it i would guarantee you nine times out of ten the the recipient will end up with that envelope in front of them because back in the day we used to look like a birthday card you know we all get bills and we just we'll get spammed through the post but when somebody gets a handwritten envelope in good quality there's something important in there it's not a double glazing voucher. It's I mean, I, I don't handwrite mine, but it does cup. have the logo no. on the front, and it looks like yeah, I, exactly. I, I think people when they get it go, "What's that?" It makes yeah. them want to look at it. You know what I mean? It's the quality of what's being delivered. So we've now done all the stationery, and we're thinking, okay, we're happy, but but there was more. Next, you wanted to have uh, we hadn't actually done any flyers for it, yeah, so you yeah. kind of. And and that came about because some some small house round your way um, asked for it, didn't they? Oh, yeah, Blenheim Palace. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's them. <laughs> Down to Nabby, was it? <laughs> yeah, Blenheim yeah. Palace. They were speaking with uh, the museum where the ex- exhibition's been held. And I think they asked if there was any kind of flyer that they could have to sort of show what's going on. And then Peggy at the museum has kind of like said, have you got any flyers for this? And I thought, how weird. No, we haven't. So... Dave. Yep. <laughs> so back back we went and we thought, okay, what do we need the flies to do? So we kind of sketch it out like we do with ideas. We always write down all the things we know because you can always you can add lots and take it away. And that's how I work as a designer. I will come up with an idea without Glenn seeing it. All I need from him is what copy do you need on it and what do you want me to what images do you want me to use and then i'll try and come up with an idea i'll send it back to glenn more often than not we get to it pretty quick um but you obviously like oh that image doesn't work try this image so we came up with a double-sided flyer uh, one side was about the project the other side was about the exhibition and again we had to use we used the ribbon we used the green we used the images. We we kept another thing we did was we picked a typeface that we used all the way through. Apart from the website, everything has used the same typeface. The logo has a, has a single typeface, and then all the all the printed matter all use the same one. Can you remember what it is? So, just just out of interest. Yes, I think it is Gil Sands. Really? I think it's a Gil. I think it's a Gil font oh, I picked right, in the okay. end. Yeah, I, I switched it. Um, pretty sure that's the one i've gone with it's a traditional old font it's used in a lot of older printed matter because it's it, because it has been around a long time uh, but it had to be a licensed font it had to be one that could be used commercially because this is kind of treading into the realms of could tread into the realms of commercial if it starts being seen on television and places so when you should say that sure. yeah i know we'll come to that <laughs> <laughs> so um so we started to come up with a flyer design, and we nailed that pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, that that, um, that needs to go out. So that's now been 
you know, the museum have been doing sterling job. They've been—I didn't know they were going to do it—but they've been going around to all these places in Woodstock, delivering the um, flyers. I've gone to places that I go to. They've put them in the windows, the post office, cafes, restaurants. So it's out there. Do you know what I mean? It's—it's yeah. it's all out there. But it's an essential part of it, particularly because it's advertising an event. You know, the exhibition. and it was nice that Blenheim Palace requested it. Now, for that, we used awesome merchandise. They had done the pin badges and, and, and an excellent job they did. So, yeah, we've been using two companies because, you know, Moo specialised in a certain thing. We started to find out more what Awesome could do. So Awesome did the leaflets. And then it was, okay, well, what else do we need? Um, and you started to get carried away then. because then That's it the was, trouble, though. Okay. You go onto Awesome, Merch- awesome Merchandise's website and you do the drop-downs. And you think, oh, we could have this, or oh, we could have that. And you have to really hold yourself back. And a friend of mine, Danny Greeno, is the CEO of the Veterans Charity. He kind of said to me, yeah, you do have to be careful. You can get carried away with merch, not to do stuff too much. But um, I think I've kind of managed to uh, quash that kind of need to, or urge rather to sort of, oh, is that some of this, some of that? But what I've had made... Um, oh, I'm just so over the moon with it. And what's great is it's been easy to do it. I've not had to bother you. I don't think really because well, when I have bothered you, it's just say, Dave, I want to get this done. You go, yeah, you got the files already. They're already up there. The AI files. You've got the high res. You got this. You got that PNG. You got everything there. Everything that you need. So I go right. Hmm, interesting. I want to get a vinyl, a big vinyl to go on the floor when you walk into the museum, this huge vinyl of the logo, because the logo looks incredible. That's the great thing about what you've done, the way you've made it as well. It doesn't matter how big I'm making this logo, it is pin sharp and just looks amazing, no matter how big it is. Um, but the vinyl, they're making that. The window stickers, which I advertised on the social media yesterday, but I held them all up. Mate, I can't wait for you to see them in person, because it, your logo, big, looks outstanding i know i think that was the big it apart from there's one client my first client when i moved to swindon i in fact i saw i was out tonight and i saw two of their vans and i said to the kids <laughs> i designed that they've got their on the side of their fleet which yeah. is really good but that's probably the biggest i've ever seen my logo and it was good because the the thing that we kind of decided we needed was the pull-up banners oh yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah yeah so with the pull-up banners um uh, and we will talk about file formats for those who want to know the technicalities. But like I said, make sure your logo is always made in Illustrator and always saved as a vector or a vector a vector can become a PDF. Creating it in Photoshop as a JPEG or, or a PNG will not work. It is a fixed size, whereas a vector will work at all sizes. So I had Glyn come up with an idea of pull-up banners for the exhibition so that when people walk in, they can get some information uh, I think it started off with two, ended up being three. But again, we had to go back and go, OK, these banners now have to look like the website. They have to look like the flyers. They have to match the badge and the colours and the branding we've picked. They have to look like everything that we've used already. So I went on to, uh, I opened up InDesign I, and I got the templates for the banners from Awesome because their website, Awesome Merchandise website, whatever you're going to make, they supply a template for you. So we've got the dimensions. I did them in InDesign because that's the place where it's easier to start bringing in images and text and everything. And you do it and I'm, and you make them true size. So it's two meters wide, uh, two meters high, 800 mil wide so that when I start bringing in the images, I can see that the quality is going to be big enough for print. 
so we, again we use the green we use the branding the ribbon we made all three the same and then to show glenn kind of rather than send him three flat jpegs another little tip if you're coming up with design that you're going to show someone is i went and got a mock-up i just google uh, free photoshop mock-ups i found one it was perfect because it was for three banners and it, and it was great. And all you do is the smart objects. So you just basically open the smart object, drop your file in, save it. And it even does the reflection of it on the floor, which is brilliant. They really... And then you can kind of visualize what they'll look like. So we kind of turned that around in a couple of days quickly. I did them, I think I did them one evening and, and polished it the next day. And they came through really quick as well. They, yeah, I mean, really I mean, you messaged me saying, wow, already? It came through yeah. really quick from Awesome Merchandise, and oh, I did a video on it on social media. Again, just brilliant. I mean, this is not an advert for Awesome Merchandise, but you know what? There's the, the the people and the companies that I've had help to do stuff for this, you know, I'll shout about them from the rooftops because it's all contributed to this all becoming what it is today. You know what I mean? They're yeah. Just, I'm so, so pleased with the stuff. Really brilliant. And that's the thing. It's like if you find a plumber or a hairdresser or a car mechanic, when you find somebody who does it right you want to keep them and you want to use them but don't put all your eggs in one basket as well so you know we've used Mo, we've used awesome we are going to talk about another company in a minute but we now had the stationery the badges the logo the website we had the pull-up banners you had the vinyls the stickers uh we then did the can we mention the thing i did the box design or is that a uh, no that's secret is it yeah, okay. yeah secret there was an ex there was an extra thing we did that required similar kind of branding <laughs> which i had to do there was a couple of things actually and, and there was actually another one we where we had to do a very scaled back version of the logo because of the way it was going to be created yes gotta keep uh, that quiet. We won't say what that is yet um but it's been really good because, you know, I've not done a great deal of design over the past year. I've been working on the book. I've been writing and teaching more than anything, you know, aside from doing the day job. So it's actually been quite nice going back to doing what I do best, which is graphic design in branding rather than just making logos all the time. And it's been such a joy to work on. And then one of the other things we said uh, we kind of talked about so obviously you've been doing all the printing and then you had the idea of having a book and you were a bit worried about the colour and the paper and everything. So I recommended Blurb because not only are they really kind of the best online book people, in my opinion, um, they've been around for a long time. They're always doing special offers like 30, 40% off the books. Uh, you were worried. So I said, well, why don't you get a small sample book printed with a couple of portraits in just to see what it's like? And bless him again i i have no responsibility for this glim went online got onto the blurb website downloaded everything he needed and he actually put together a small book sent it all up and again this isn't to show if glim can do it anyone can do it but it was that simple it was that simple that you just this oh, yeah because that's the design is not my my area no. But you've got you've got an eye for composition and yeah, colour. Yeah, and you've and, talked about this that, before, yeah. that even if you're not a designer, in your head you know when something doesn't look right. Yes. So, yeah. so you were able to go on Blurb, you put together a little sample book, it turned up pretty quick. Well, uh, to be honest, the first, that, that little sample book I did, I actually used the Blurb plugin that you have built into Adobe Lightroom, um, and it kind of worked okay, which was great. A good idea to do a small one first, the smallest book they do, because then I could see how the prints were going to print, 
And that's actually advice that Blurb give when you when you're looking to to get a book with them. I could see that uh, on certain portraits, the skin tones were a little bit yellow. So in Lightroom, I created a, a collection of all the pictures that were going to be in it. And I edited those. They were like virtual copies. So I've edited those, the ones that needed to be changed, removed the yellows a little bit, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then when it came to doing the proper book that I've had made on the Blurb website, there's a facility. I didn't use the Lightroom plugin. I used a download called Book Write. W-R-I-G-H-T, downloaded that, and that was very, very self-explanatory. How to put, how to design the cover, how to put the pictures in, any font. It just was very, very easy. And I could see a uh, animated version of what the book was like. In fact, I put that online as well. Where you can, it you, looks great. You can click it, and the pages fold over, and I thought, that's it. That's what I want. And uh, funny enough, today, actually, the day we're recording this is when it's turned up, and I am... I mean, you can see it again. The green, everything about it is bang on. The green is perfect. The logo's perfect. I would quite happily, and again, not an advert, not a sponsored blurb episode, but I would be very happy to cut the pictures out that have been put into this book, and I'd have them framed and put on the wall. The quality of the printing is that good. So, yeah, it is an investment. You know, there's no getting away from this. We're not talking about how can I do this on the cheap. What we're talking about here is an investment, but if if you're putting all that time and money and effort, or sorry, time and effort in something, you know you've got to follow it through and and pay for the quality. Um, yeah, I could not. Be and happier. that's what you'll be remembered for, you know. And when that, and one of the things I said to Glenn about going with Blurb, which is a really cool thing, because I produced a book for a company I worked for, which I was really proud of, and it was a collection of scanned cuttings from a scrapbook for a footballer. And it took me a long time to do it. But man, when that book came through from Blurb, it was so professional. Um, it was actually taken to the football club and awarded. But the good thing about Blurb, and this will happen with, with Glenn, and, and I'm going to say it on the podcast, because quite often when you make stuff, a lot of people want one. Like you do the pin badges, all of a sudden 20 people on Facebook will be, oh, I'd love one of them. And it's, this is costing you money. You're having to invest in this stuff. So... We got the pin badges done for the veterans because you made a small number of them. Now, with the book, Glynn's made the book. He's had it printed and he's got a hard couple of hard copies of it. Um, if anybody is going to the exhibition or has looked online and likes the look of the book, Glynn will be able to make the book available for purchase through the Blurb website, which means he can't give any away. He can't give any discounts. Um, if you want a copy, if it's something you want, and you're probably going to be looking at the top end of between, I'd say, between 80 and 100 quid because they're bespoke. Yeah, they're very small, limited copies. Um, if it's something you really want, that will be available at some point for you to go on and order yourself and it will be printed and delivered to you. So that is one of the things I like about Blurb is if you do come up with something and other people want it, if they really want it, they'll go online and order mm -hmm. it. And there's a big difference between wanting it for free and wanting to pay for it. Totally, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that will be there. So, and I and I think I can't wait to see it because a lot of this I've seen the stationery, I've not seen the banners, I've not seen the flyers, I've not seen the books. I suppose so that I you're going to see, see all this at the exhibition because that's the next time I will. I see it, it in the a few exhibition. days. Yeah, so I'll be photographing loads of it because <laughs> 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 well, we've got Brian you know, Worley, our friend Brian Worley, who's actually going to be uh, filming the whole event as well. Ah, oh, fantastic! So, yeah, yeah. So I think I think up to now that's kind of the big 
batch of stuff that we've actually done aside from the couple of bits we can't talk about but they will also look there, there is there is more to come because my mind is just racing with all this now because it's quite overwhelming the support and the and the i don't know if the success is the right word but certainly the the way that this whole thing has reached out to people and it's it is because it's the veterans because people just hold them so close to their hearts and they just want to yeah. do this kind of stuff so it's i'm so so excited about the next few days coming up towards the exhibition i really really am um, but there's other things I want to do. You know, there's other things I want to do with this. I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking about having um, a few events. I spoke to the museum about this, actually. Uh, a couple of events coming up called An Audience With. And these will be events that I'm going to have, you're going to have to design some stuff for this, which is where there could be like a, a two-hour afternoon event, say like at the museum, where it's two hours with me interviewing one of the veterans. So for the first guy we're looking at doing will be with Alan Scott, the Spitfire Ace. He has got the most incredible story. So it would be two hours. Come along. It's almost like one of those programs at the Piers Morgan Live Stories, that kind of thing, because there'll be video, there'll be all sorts of stuff, and there'll be questions from the audience, teas, coffees, chatting, and stuff like that. So there's, there's lots of stuff going to come from this. The profits from that will be uh, the entry fee, um, the profit from it will go towards whatever the charity is that that particular veteran supports. So yes. that's where the money will go from that. Um, so mate, there's, there's lots coming from this, but um, uh, I'll, I'll quickly throw this in. I'm going to throw this in and drop the mic. Yeah. Your logo is going to be in newspapers, magazines, and the television very soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> That was the hope that it'll be recognisable. No, I think it's cool. I know that's, that's official. By the way, earlier. it is happening. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we've got we've got the television coming to the. Uh, you know, I, can't, I don't know if I can say which channel it is, but we've got we've got we've, no, got, we've got a news channel coming to uh, the exhibition to do some filming. Uh, a, a one of the national newspapers is taking it up on board. There's a uh, the magazine called Soldier Magazine. That's now I've done an advert for them. Sorry, an interview with them. The logo is going to be in there. It it is incredibly far reaching, and this isn't down to me. This is down to an amazing woman called Lindsay Aspin, amazing woman who is just a force to be reckoned with. Who is heavily involved with the Glider Pilot Society, and uh, wow, I take my inspiration from Lindsay because when she wants to do something, she does it, and man, is she connected. So, yeah, I can vouch for that. <laughs> Get, getting stuff done is all about connection. It really is not what you. But know. That, I know more than anything. That's what this project has shown me, mate. More than anything, it's not what you know; it's who you know. And Absolutely. and also the fact is that if you're going to do something and do it well, which I tend, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I think you I do. Think, I, think I think it's, it's it your way. But it is you can't do it yourself. You need a team of people to help you. People who will take the burden off you. People who are specialists in certain things, like you with your design. Be prepared to hand over the gauntlet and say, can I leave that with you? Yeah, and those who are good at the things that you hand them over to will also want to put some pride into what they're doing. Um, what, however they're doing it, whether it's, you know, baking, making, designing, you know, anything. And, and, and I'd like to think that, you know, the stuff that we've had printed as well, that if you were to share it online and say, you know, tag Moo, that they'd be proud that their you know their product's been used awesome blurb i think every every all the pieces that have come together for this have all worked so well and when you think how quick this has gone together i mean we were sat in may where we sketched that end of may mm. beginning of june yep. we were at photoshop world 28th and of may, we're, yeah. 
we're only in October and you've got an exhibition coming up. You've got all this stuff created, a brand, it's becoming recognised, it's in the press. You just did an interview this week, which do you want to give, do you want to mention Yeah, that, that? was Soldier Magazine, interview this week. I'm also, I don't know if I told you this, but the 25th of October, I am in the, I'm live in the BBC Oxford Radio uh, st- studios. Three o'clock, I've been invited to go into the studios and one of the women that runs one of her weekly shows, she's interviewing me about the uh, exhibition oh, and the excellent. project. So three o'clock on the 25th, I'll be live. Nice. Um, and obviously the news channel is getting involved as well, but it's, it's just brilliant. Ultimately, yes, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to have all this kind of focus and what have you, but ultimately what this means is, and I, I don't care how cheesy this sounds is, ultimately this is eyes on the veterans and eyes on the two charities that the, vet, the the whole project supports, which is the Veterans Charity and the Taxi Charity for Military Veterans. That's that's ultimately what this is giving, which is superb. And I've got to know through you, seeing the names of people, the stories, I've been watching the videos, and it's been really nice to see the connections you've made with them and how well you've been welcomed. And we've talked about this before when, like Matt Hayward on the last interview, talking about being around celebrities is there's a way to behave, there's a way to connect, there's a way to continue it. Don't just go in, do it, walk away and forget their name. Oh yeah, I went to see some old guy in Oxford. Um, I think I think he flew planes. You know, the danger is, is you see projects like this and others and you immediately think, oh, I want to do that because it's, you know, it'd be great for my Instagram. That's it. We've, but, mate, we've talked about this already. We've talked about this already when if you're doing something, you've got to go in there and it's got to be done for the right intentions. Not and people aren't stupid, they'll know why you're doing it, even if you don't say it, they'll just pick up on it if it's for you or really it's for for the benefit of them. Yeah, bad manners will come out, arrogance will come out if you don't do it right, it will go wrong very quickly. And and it's you know, and you will be remembered very quickly for being uh, not a nice person to be involved with. So, yeah, that's kind of where we are at the moment. I I really wanted to talk about this because, as I say, the exhibition's coming up. We've put a lot of time and work into it. I know, I mean, you have put, I don't want to guess how many hours well, into it. Well, I've got two it, more so shoots a- as well this weekend. I, I'm re- I was determined because I'm photographing some, I mean, what time is it now? It's now Friday the 11th when we're recording this. It's just nearly before 10 past nine in the evening. Tomorrow morning, I'm at 10 o'clock near Warwick, photographing a guy called Rusty Warman, who was a former Lancaster... What a great name. What a great name. A former (laughs) Lancaster bomber pilot. So I'm uh, seeing him, photographing him. And on Sunday morning, I'm in North London photographing a guy called Frank Ashley, who was a member of the... He was a pilot for the Glider Pilot Regiment. And I want to get them in the exhibition. So I'll be editing those this weekend. I'll send them off to the company who I'm using for the printing, which is Digital Lab, which are outstanding because uh, I am outsourcing the printing because it's bigger than I can print and they're just amazing. Uh, they'll be back Tuesday. Robin, my friend, is going to mount them. Yep. So those two won't be in the book, obviously. They won't be in the book, but they're going to be at the exhibition, but they'll be in volume I'm two. Sh- I was going to say, they'll be a volume two. look, Dave, look, 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 see? Volume one. I know. There you go. Oh, look at look that. At that. <laughs> He's thinking ahead. Is <laughs> marketing in that lad yet. <laughs> and and design. You Soon you won't be wanting me. Soon the podcast That's never going to happen. He, he shoots and and he draws. <laughs> he shoots. <laughs> he can shoot. He shoots, and, he shoots and draws and the other guy talks with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But no, I mean, I'm, 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 as a designer, you know, it's been great seeing the whole project come together. And I think the input you've put into it, it's been nice that you've actually tried some stuff. And I would say to, say to people all the time, 
just try it what's the worst that can happen you know open blurb download blurb open up in lightroom put together your first book you don't even have to get it printed well for the next version i'm going to be using indesign ah because i'll be able to because there'll be a book on your (laughs) desk how do i do that in indesign how do i do that yeah yeah how do i do that in indesign (laughs) we we don't quite know how to how to say the title just don't become arrogant and when i message you saying dave how do i do this you go page 42 all right all right all right page 42 don't waste my time chapter three (laughs) how do i do that in indesign (laughs) but available from rocky nook to pre-order on amazon and the rocky nook website i'm going to promote the hell out of this book you will be sick of it I am but um, no, it's been great. So I hope up to now this episode has been useful to help you learn some of the things of collaborating, some some tips of where to get things done, how to think about the project and putting it together. We will be doing another episode in Dave, a few months. Dave, no, let, yeah. let's do one in an, another another week or so because why don't we do one after the exhibition? Because we can get sound bites at the exhibition yes. chatting to some of the veterans just just some funny stuff do you know what i mean because they have got some yeah. amazing stories we don't have to talk to them about what they did during the war because we don't we don't want to have to talk about that all the time but they've got they've got 75 years of life yeah, after the yeah. war up until now and let's talk to them about that and there's some amazing i people, can just mate. get loads of sound bites of people and i can just say what do you think of the logo exactly I think that's really what's made this whole thing <laughs> the logo it's what it's, it's what it's all about you know your, your book covers only sell because people see the cover i did that don't judge a book by its cover but you're you're just the meat in the pie (laughs) (laughs) and i'm the fancy pastry (laughs) no seriously mate seriously mate i I, i'm like so proud of the stuff you've done i think you've done a cracking job as you always do because you are a virgo and everything has to be spot on (laughs) apart from my sock drawer that's a right mess apart from your sock drawer yeah you need marie kondo around your house (laughs) have you seen on netflix the i think she's oh i I want to say she's. I'm going to get her country wrong. I think she she's do? Japanese. She's basically a guru on how to cleanse your life and your home, and she explains to you how you can declutter your home, how to create a happy environment. Like, it's a bit I'll tell like you what, feng when, shui when, when Father stuff. Christmas gives me another hour in the day, I'll watch that. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's this week's episode. Uh, we have a guest. We have a great guest for next Monday. Oh, yeah. We are we are going to uh, do an interview next Monday because this week is like properly. The next week is going to be ramping up for the exhibition. You're going to be flat out. I know. I'm. With, I've got a lot on it as well at the moment. So the next uh, episode will be an interview. Should we say who it is? Yes. Yes. It's a guy called Ross Grieve who's a friend of ours, an amazing street photographer. Uh, he's from New Zealand. He's got some fantastic stories. Just a bloody nice bloke. What a nice guy. He's got his own podcast as well called Talking Shot as well, so go and check him out. But he's so going to be our called? next interview. Talking <laughs> Shot. <laughs> we did joke about that. You know, if he's listening, did, Ross, yeah. you, know I'm, you know I'm joking. Yeah. So that'll be coming up, and then it'll be us after that, probably with the one, that, like the post-exhibition. Uh, before we go, a couple of bits of admin to fill in at the end. Uh, firstly, I want to thank our two sponsors. I want to thank X-Ray Photo. They have a code for 25% off their website, which is the English spelling of colour. C-O-L-O-U-R, 25, the number 25. That will get you 25% off X-Ray. They'll have heard, they'll X-ray have heard the advert. 
yeah yeah it's on it's on the website anyway um and also flern as well they're supporting us for a second month so they've uh, got a code get pro get pro 20 uh to get 20 percent off a membership so thank you to both of them for thank you very the much show. yeah yep um also i just want to say for anybody who's going to be there i'm going to be at adobe max at the end of the month i'm heading out to san diego to stay with our good friend alan hess for a couple of days gonna be at adobe max from the 2nd to the 6th of november uh, not sharing a room with him f- yeah you. we've got an apartment you yeah i know sorry mate i'm cheating on you <laughs> Don't worry, Norman's shoes won't be there. <laughs> In joke. <laughs> In joke, um, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to be there and obviously meeting up some guests. I've also got a couple of interviews lined up there as well, which I'll be doing. Uh, one, a, a young female photographer who's got some interesting background and, and what she does. So I'm hoping to pin that one. Down. I'm not going to say who it is. I don't like jinxing it. But uh, I've got two or three interviews lined up while I'm there. Uh, from there i'll be going back to san diego for a couple of days and then i'm going to another conference called crop uh pop-up crop san diego which is a design conference so i'm sure i'll be grabbing a couple of people there as well as in podcast yeah don't get arrested <laughs> uh, yeah don't get arrested um so that's kind of what i'm doing at the end of the month we, we've got a couple of episodes coming up we've got a hundredth episode coming up before christmas um we are couple of episodes away now from hitting the 150,000 downloads of which, uh, which are genuine downloads yeah genuine um because we had a change the industry the podcast industry had a big change earlier on in the year and there are guidelines you have to follow and you had to upgrade to a new system and it basically wiped out about 25 percent of downloads which weren't real downloads so now when we go to sponsors and we talk to partners these are true listens downloads so i'm I'm really happy with that i think 100 episodes will be just over 150,000. and so thank you to everybody mm. that shares and comments and you know please keep leaving um reviews on itunes because that really helps us um that, that that's great to read some of the feedback we got from there um just yeah just a, just a thank you to everybody i mean up to this point there's been we've had a lot of good feedback a lot of encouragement um, I start crying. Very loyal. Yeah. I know <laughs> people sharing us on social media. It's, it's just been really good, and it's. Uh, I always look forward to when we can do an episode. So listen, I've got to go and get my kit charged. I've got to get ready for tomorrow. Come on. Yeah, you go. Okay, so uh, we will see you uh, for the intro for the next episode. For those that are coming to the exhibition, we we'll see Saturday. My mum's coming. Yes, brilliant. I know. Love your mum. Um, but f- yeah, I know she's lovely. But for now gonna sign off i'm gonna finish my celebratory cider and um and we'll catch you next enjoy week. it mate see you later cheers mate bye he shoots he draws is sponsored by x-rite x-rite bring you the very best professional color management tools in the industry offering you the flexibility you need to easily achieve precise color every time Check out the brand new i1 Display Studio and i1 Display Pro Plus, both enabling you to calibrate and profile desktop monitors, laptops, projectors and mobile devices for consistent, accurate colour. 
Each device uses its own simple and clear interface, giving you the most control and confidence that you'll always get the most accurate colors, the best blacks, shadows, and dark colors with consistent monitor to print matching. Save time, money, and frustration by using X-Rite's professional calibration tools. He Shoots, He Draws listeners can get 25% off by visiting xrightphoto.eu and using the code COLOR25. That's C-O-L-O-U-R 25.